I'm here today with Robert Beckstead, Associate Professor of Poultry Science at North Carolina State University. Thank you for joining me today. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, I understand that your area of specialty is molecular diagnostics of poultry. Tell me a little bit more about that field. So, um, molecular biology is really just looking at DNA, RNA, or protein, and then it's using those markers or biological molecules to be able to diagnose diseases. So, for instance, um, each species has a very specific genetic makeup, and so we can use that to detect those species. So you're able to look at major concerns and health issues facing the poultry industry using these? Um, So we use these as part of our toolkit to be able to um, study uh, parasites as well as um, other pathogens. So sometimes just knowing whether the organism is there, then you can correlate that with the diseases that you see. So what are some of the biggest diseases facing the poultry industry today? So, I mean, some of the biggest diseases facing the poultry industry would be um, viral diseases that um, cause problems with the health of the bird. But most people are concerned with bacterial diseases that also have a human health implication. My lab studies the, I guess, the ugly stepsister, (laughs) which is um, the parasites that are associated with um, diseases in poultry. And although those parasites don't cause diseases in humans, they can cause a huge financial risk to the poultry industry. And one of these diseases that I have uh, read this major concern these days is the blackhead disease. What exactly is that disease and how does it impact the bird? So um, blackhead disease or histamoniasis is caused by a single-cell anaerobic protozoan parasite called Histomonas meleagridis. And in chickens, it can cause up to 30% mortality and increased morbidity, uh, especially in layers or broiler breeders, um, where it can cause reduced egg production, as well as um, decrease in the first lay. Um, In turkeys, though, it's quite catastrophic. So turkey flocks um, with an outbreak of histamoniasis can lose 100% of the birds. Which is devastating to a farmer, of course. Yes, it is. And part of the problem that goes along with it is that all the treatments and preventatives for this disease have been taken off the market. So in reality, when a turkey flock breaks with blackhead disease, all the grower and company can do is wait to see how many birds are going to die. So your research has been to uh, study this disease and possible alternatives to treating it. Is that correct? That is correct. So what have uh, you discovered in your research? So our um, research focuses on probably four different areas. So uh, first is looking at the genetics of the bird. So we've uh, started screens to look for um, subpopulations of turkeys that may be resistant to the disease. And so the idea is that maybe we can breed a healthier bird and that bird will then be resistant to the organism. So the second area that we've looked at is looking for alternative treatments. So there's a lot of what you call complementary and alternative medicine out there, um, products that companies are producing to increase the health of the bird or may have antiprotozoal activity. And so our lab is set up to screen a number of these products to be able to see whether or not they can improve the outcome of birds that have been um, infected with this parasite. 
And so what is the success rate at this time with doing these screenings? So the success rate for um, molecules or complementary medicine is, is zero in the bird. And um, what we've noticed when we've started to screen a lot of these molecules is that actually um, looking at how molecules um, affect the disease isn't just a matter of whether or not they get rid of the parasite. So our research, my, the research in my lab has begun to focus on how the organism is transmitted bird to bird. And, and what we've identified is that birds that are healthy have a tendency to um, block the transmission of the disease. And so even though um, the organism may get into a flock, if birds aren't flushing or birds don't have other um, enteric problems or gut health problems, that actually the transmission of the disease is slow and you will have fewer birds that will die from the disease. And so that's changed in a way how we are starting to look at products, whereas before we looked at products to say, is this antiprotozoal? And now we kind of look at products and say, okay, what is this actually doing to the overall health of the bird? And can we measure that in terms of its ability to block that transmission of the parasite? So this is where feed and nutrition really come in to uh, play a role in this whole um, research and development of alternative ways to address this disease. That is correct. So really it's, uh, it's opening up the doors to be able to look at alternative products and ask the question of whether or not they are improving the health of the bird. At the same time, what we've noticed as well is that other pathogens can also cause the bird to be ill and that then sets the bird up for transmission of the disease. So if we find a product that may be, um, improves the health of the bird because it reduces some of the bacterial load that's associated with the bacterial pathogens, that actually can have a positive effect on the disease that we're studying, blackhead disease, because a healthier bird is then going to have less transmission of the disease. Are there any technological advances that you're able to use in your research that's really helped move this forward as you're studying bird health and gut health? The disease that I study um, begins in the Sika. And the Sika is um, a pouch that's part of the um, intestinal system where fermentation occurs in the bird. And in most cases, uh, nutritionists or scientists or growers actually really don't care about the Sika because it doesn't play a role in feed conversion as much. It doesn't play a role as much in, in weight gain. And it's at the end of the digestive tract. The problem is, is that's where Histomonas resides, that's where Salmonella, E. coli, Campylobacter, all these organisms are living in the Sika, and in a sense, we're not as worried about it. So the new technology that we're pushing and that also that my lab is working on is how do we encapsulate some of these products that where we've shown in an in vitro system can have antiprotozoal or antimicrobial activity and get them to the Sika. So in order for them to not be digested, absorbed, um, changed in some way through the microbial community, we need to deliver them to the Sika so that they can have that activity in the location where it's needed. Where do you hope to see the research develop in the next few years and in, in developing ways to address these problems and uh, maybe move towards new solutions for these diseases? So... And, and I'll give you this as a caveat because I'm a parasitologist, right? But, but I really think that um, as we begin to lose more of the drugs and treatments that we currently have, 
we're going to have to actually develop new strategies. And those strategies are really going to be a focus on bird health. And so currently, and this is kind of a broad stroke, you know, diets are designed based on feed conversion ratio and, and how much is gonna make the bird gain weight. And that's how we make our money and that's how we keep our product cheap um, or affordable. Uh, but in the future, we may have to start to design diets primarily on health and then secondarily look at how does this affect feed conversion? How does this affect um, weight gain in the bird? And so that actually opens up a large research area to say, how is it that we test a product to determine whether or not it actually is improving the health of the bird or causing problems? And I'll give you an example. Um, we've tested some essential oils and at lower levels, we see some good effects on terms of the health of the bird. But if we increase those levels, it causes some damage to the gut and now the bird begins to flush. And now we start to see increased transmission rates of blackhead disease. So where on one condition, that product may actually be useful, but where more product may actually cause a problem for the bird. And so we need to be able to look at each product as we would if we were trying to get FDA regulation and actually really understand how that product is helping the bird and in what condition. <laughs> it looks like you still have a long road ahead as you continue to uh, explore other um, avenues for addressing these issues with the reduction in antibiotics and drugs in the industry. But uh, I think you're making some progress with some of the developments. Yeah, I, um, I'm excited for the research that's moving forward. I think it is going to, in a sense, in the future, revolutionize how we grow chickens and actually make it so it's better both for the chicken itself, but also better for the consumer and better for the environment. I also think um, some of the research is occurring now because in the poultry industry, was in animal agriculture, we're being forced to find alternatives, that these alternatives in the future will actually make it back into human medicine. And so the stuff that we're learning right now in terms of understanding how we can treat a bird without using antibiotics maybe in the future help us to understand how we can treat a human without the use of antibiotics and be able to reduce antibiotic use across the board, not just in animal agriculture. That sounds wonderful. And thank you for joining me today, Dr. Beckstead, and I hope you enjoy your day. Thank you. And that was Dr. Robert Beckstead, Associate Professor for Poultry Science at North Carolina State University.